When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. This is Adam, co-host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a couple things to get out of the way first. For starters, you can see me and Connor both doing comedy things live and in person at the Unpops live podcast slash comedy show slash Halloween party on October 28th at the Hollywood Hotel. It starts at 9 p.m. and it's free. You can't afford not to come. Also, not sure if we told you this yet, but you can hear Conspiracy the Show every damn week now if you subscribe to the Unpops Network on Patreon. It's just $5 a month and you get a whole lot of entertainment for that money. Go to patreon.com slash unpops for more details. Thanks. We love you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. And we are talking about secret societies today. How exciting. Well, one in particular. Good stuff. The Skull and Bones. The uh, the Kleenex of secret societies. <laughs> I, I feel like every time I'm like, hey, what have you been doing since we recorded last? And it's always so transparent that we do two of these at a time. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's always like, oh, I was in the living room. We smoked uh, cigarettes. And <laughs> wondered if the girl's towel down there was a Star Trek thing. Yeah, I, I pet your dog a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I raided your Brita filter. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about the history of Skull and Bones. Today. I commune with my spirit guides. <laughs> Which is, this is one of those rare secret societies that also somehow allowed access to their inner workings to a Hollywood production. Because there is a movie called, is it called The Skulls? I think something like that. It's got yeah. Craig T. Nelson in it. Coach! <laughs> going on to rule the world! Oh, I fucking don't know any actors. Oh, Craig, you would know Craig T. Nelson if you saw him. Okay, that's. I'm just one of these people. I don't. And this is not me trying to be cool or whatever. Like I don't even care. But like, if you showed me Jessica Alba, Jessica Simpson, and like I don't know Halle Berry, not Halle Berry. I know that one. Uh, you know Drew Barrymore. I I would not know the difference. Yeah, that's Craig T. Nelson. Oh, oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he looks familiar. He's like know. the thing is, he was more popular in the '80s and early '90s because he had a really famous tv show called coach which was fantastic okay but then he did kind of disappear a little bit fine connor i'm fifty thousand years old there's a I guy on, on on twitter i think his name is krang t nelson <laughs> and i think that's a good I reference follow there. him or we follow each other and he's funny i don't know that's that's a good good twitter handle but krang who's krang he's the ninja turtles guy uh, is it i thought it was i thought krang was from that's what astronauts drink <laughs> Simpsons. Uh, oh yeah, Krang and Kodos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, so let's talk Don't about me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> let's talk about the Skull and Bones. It's Yale's secretive and prestigious senior society. Senior society is one that draws its recruits from students in the senior class. No freshmen allowed, baby. <laughs> Other societies at Yale include the Scroll and Key. Wolf's Head, hey puppy, that's your society. <laughs> Brazilius and Book and Snake. Brazilius snake. and Book and Snake. There's no Brazilius and Book is a coffee shop in Silver Lake. <laughs> okay, what the f get better at naming Skull and Bones? Fuck Skull yeah, Skull and Bones is dope. Princeton has the Ivy Club, gay. Harvard <laughs> has what are called the Final Clubs. The most storied is the Porcelain. I wonder where that name comes from. <laughs> Dartmouth has the Sphinx. Brown has the Pacifica House. Ooh, that's okay. Again, a publishing company that deals with like right. novels about w women getting abortions in the 1800s. Cornell gets it. They got the Quill and Dagger. That's that's 
great. That's a little better. Quill yeah. and Dagger. I mean, I University know. of Pennsylvania is all over Dartmouth's dick. They have the Sphinx also. And the Friars Senior Society and the Mortarboard? Mortarboard. That's like, is that a masonry thing? Or are these people just really like, you know, projectiles? <laughs> Skull and Bones is the oldest senior society, though. It's informally known as Bones. And uh, as if I didn't want to join already, its <laughs> members are known as Bonesmen. <laughs> Bonesmen. We are the Bonesmen. That's a terrible. That's like a shitty band that just was trying to capitalize on the Misfits revival. <laughs> the organization dates back to 1832 when Yale student William H. Russell created the Order of Skull and Bones after visiting an occult society in Germany. That's comforting because nothing relating to the occult has ever come bad out of Germany. No, I. I it's one of that's what the cool thing about Nazis. Not the cool thing, but just funny about Nazis. <laughs> There's no cool things about Nazis. That is my official statement. But that they were like, all right, it's not enough. They're already evil and trying to do weird science. We're also just, let's hedge our bets. Let's get into devil shit. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And also alien shit. Like, have you ever looked into... We should do an episode about Nazis oh, the, and on, aliens. Oh, the Nazis on the moon, the iron sky thing. They come up a lot on ancient aliens. Yeah. There's like a whole episode about Nazi technology being... Ha which... Uh, I guess means aliens hate Jews. Like I yeah. don't. That's weird. But have you ever looked into the Nazi bell? No. Which was a? It was a weapon. They were allegedly that's the worst Mexican food chain. <laughs> Nazi bell. They were looking into this machine called the Nazi Crunchwrap Supreme Race. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it was uh, supposed to be like a time travel machine. Okay. And it worked on, like, it had a, cent a center mechanism that worked on, like, used mercury, and it was supposed to be based on this, like, ancient design. I, there have been a few points this week where I'm like, I know a lot about Nazis. Like, yeah. A little <laughs> too much. Well, you basically, your job for a decade has been just learning about weird shit on the internet. Yeah, and over the past year, it's gotten so much more intense because I have to do so many podcasts a week. Yeah. So I'm just researching shit all the time. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the, the Nazis and aliens are... That's an interesting story. Yeah, Adam always uh, like looks like he just, like, you know, fucking broke open the Watergate case. <laughs> Every time I come over, he's like, oh, have you seen what's going on with Ace of Base? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Real conversation, and we'll discuss it later. Yeah, we did just have the Ace of Base talk. I dropped that uh, conspiracy on a dude, like a, a writer who I had never met, uh -huh. who was just guesting on our Nirvana podcast, Okay, because he wrote a book about Nirvana, and I just dropped the Ace of Base thing on him in the middle of that podcast, and he was like, I still don't think I believe it. So I just edited all of it out. <laughs> Dude, fuck yeah. I mean, I, I, I was sold on the first like line of proof, and then there's so much more. You guys, there's a lot more. We should, we'll do the an episode. The Ace of Base talk. That's your like birds and the bees. Is <laughs> once you get to know Adam, once you've done 15 podcasts with him, he's like, we need to talk about Ace of Base. Yeah. You bring up Ace of Base, I just hold out a red pill and a blue pill. <laughs> Which one do you want? Adam is wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> he's in blackface. <laughs> But that has nothing to do with the exchange. No, right? no, 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 it's just yeah. how I dress when I'm out. It's Sunday, okay? He's <laughs> relaxed. Uh, returning to campus, this is still uh, William H. Russell after returning from Germany and reading up on the occult. I love, love that shameless show. <laughs> he returned to campus. He used that organization in which secrecy was paramount as a blueprint for his own. He Russell tapped Alfonso Taft, which... Always excited when there's a white dude named Alfonso. Oh, yeah? That's always... That is kind of a, a rarity. Fun one. That's yeah. mostly... Uh, all the Alfonsos I know are Mexican. Dion? When's the last time you, you met a white Dion? I don't know. There was a big pop singer in the 60s named Dion who was white. Who was white, a white guy? But that, I feel like that name has fallen out of favor. One of the, the hardest crowd. I've ever laughed. I was listening to Freakonomics at the gym in like 2010, and my best friend growing up was a guy named Jake. And uh, it, it's going through like uh, you know the influence of uh, you know what your name is if your name sounds ethnic on getting a job and all these things. And it's and it goes through. All right, this is it's very specific. It's these are the ten whitest names in California in the 1990s when me and my friend Jake were born. And all right, they go through the list. Number one. Jake, I start laughing. <laughs> Number two, Connor. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. 
I'm surprised Jake was number one. Yeah, I could, I could see a black Jake, you know? Yeah. But it was just weird. I guess just Jake specifically. <laughs> I, or maybe it's just like Jacob, not Jacob, just Jake. I don't know if his full name, his name is actually, I think his name's actually Jacob. But anyway, yeah. Interesting. So White Alfonso Taft. <laughs> Uh, his son would later become President William H. Taft. <laughs> I don't know why Tim Allen was surprised by that. <laughs> and Alfonso would be among the first members of the Brotherhood of Death. Oh, but then they, they broke up after that first EP. <laughs> <laughs> they broke up and then they reorganized into a supergroup known as the Order of the Skull and Bones. The Brotherhood of Death was like the MC5 and the Skull and Bones were the Stooges. <laughs> All right, I'm telling you, they were the proto-naughty. <laughs> Skull and Bones selects 15 new members among students every spring as part of Yale University's Tap Day. Uh, no, that's the fucking, that's the InfoWars porn site, Illuminati America. <laughs> <laughs> I would visit. The, the, I would make that my one my one porn site. Yeah, Preston Parker's gonna fuck the devil on the <laughs> uh, on the White House lawn. They've been doing this since 1879. They tap those that they view as campus leaders and other notable figures for its membership. I feel like if I get tapped, I'm like I I almost am like I don't want I I don't want no part of this shit, man. Yeah, you know, I think there is someone at one point who shoots him down. Joe Lieberman. Oh, that's right. On. Yeah, Joe Lieberman, which, which is surprising him. because Joe Lieberman is a tremendous piece of shit. <laughs> exactly, but he had he had morals at one point. Apparently, yeah, he was like, you know what? I'm going to kill single payer, and I don't want to meet the <laughs> devil. Since there are only 15 people a year, that means there are about 800 living members at any one time, and only around 800. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, living should be in quotation marks, and it's like after that, they're right. all, they're all in robot bodies. Yeah, you know, Prescott Bush is drinking a fucking <laughs> martini made out of the tears of black single mothers, crying frozen somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Walt Disney's down there playing shuffleboard <laughs> with fucking Lincoln, just like yeah, shot in the head. That's what they want you to think. Uh, since its beginning, the club has met two evenings a week. They spend one of the nights socializing. And the other debating cultural and political affairs. Starting in 1856, they've assembled in a brown sandstone mausoleum known as the Tomb, a crypt-like window. Like, Look, we wanted to get white sandstone, but we had some budgetary <laughs> issues early on. We'll just deal with the. It's a crypt-like windowless structure that non-members are forbidden to enter. Skeleton skulls and other ghoulish objects adorn the interior walls along with portraits of distinguished members. I really want to see the inside of that building. Yeah, that's like the Club 33 yeah. of the government, you know? Is that is that out there? They, they they probably aren't given walking tours. Yeah, but there's always, like, in this day and age... Oh, see? Okay, all right, let's We're check We're cooking with out. Crisco now. <laughs> oh, it looks like a frat house. Interesting. I mean, it does look... I mean, it, do, it looks, like, moderately spooky. Yeah, that's probably an... I mean, obviously an older picture. Yeah, these the are black, black and, white and white doesn't help. I mean, it does look pretty badass. Yeah. I'd go haze a freshman there. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Uh, the society also owns and manages Deer Island, a 40-acre island retreat on the St. Lawrence River. It once boasted tennis courts and softball fields, Connor, but now it's basically just burnt-out brick buildings. What the fuck happened to the crack epidemic? <laughs> Hit Deer Island? Why is it yeah. just... <laughs> Burnt-out buildings This now. one really backfired on us. We <laughs> thought makes, we had it this time. Makes no sense. Yeah, St. Lawrence River is in Detroit, interestingly. Yeah, crack and AIDS. <laughs> we're, they're, they're like, all right, the crack. this is going to finish the job. We got, <laughs> this is, is going to be a good one-two punch. Uh, like other Yale senior societies, Skull and Bones membership was almost exclusively limited to white Protestant males for much of its history. While Yale itself had exclusionary policies directed at particular ethnic and religious groups, the senior societies were even more exclusionary. Mm -hmm. What a surprise. Uh, eventually, some Catholics were able to join. Jews were more often not. <laughs> this has changed over time as the society has continued to transform and become more modern. Like, what did the Jews ever do? Yeah, like, I, I don't... Why, it's, like, I don't understand. Like, it's always, like... No, like, and it's like, it just seems like an inherent thing with some people that they're just, like just a reflexive reaction, like Jews. Oh no, I yeah, don't like I don't even. Is it just because they're like, God, you guys killed uh, Jesus, Jesus, even yeah. though he was also a Jew? Like, yeah, it's just 
It's yeah, it's really strange, but they are they seem to be one of the more targeted groups. Yeah, throughout I, history. I never at like least. fucking really have seen any like I don't know. Not that I'm looking for evidence or think it exists, but I just don't know. Like, what's the reason? Like, what's yeah. like you know like what? It's just odd. I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe we should just read Mein Kampf, you know? And maybe. Figure it all. <laughs> the Conspiracy of the Show book club. <laughs> just piece it all together. This has changed over time. The societies continued to transform and become more modern. For more than a century, the Bonesmen were all white men. Even in 1964, Skull and Bones failed to induct an African-American. Uh. The discrimination didn't go unnoticed. The fucking Lyndon B. sellout. <laughs> Future Senator Joe Lieberman declined to tap that year because of it. Was it like... I didn't want to be in the club. That's not a good... <laughs> John Stewart did the best fucking Joe Lieberman. Remember that? He'd do him as Drew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, in 1965, it inducted its first African-American member and first woman in 1992. Wow. Can we find out who the first black guy in Skull and Bones was? Yeah. That's an interesting question. I feel, I feel like it would be like a... Like a, a Urkel. We let Urkel in. <laughs> it's probably Muhammad Ali. It was probably something. some dude that was like one-eighth black or something. It's not just for white dudes anymore. This is an article from 2013. Yeah. I don't think they're... It's probably in this article on the Atlantic. Somewhere, yeah. Anyway, the Jackie Robinson of the Skull and Bones. (laughs) That happened in 1965. 1992. The first woman. Who knows who that would have been. Uh, It's now much more diverse with Hispanic, Muslim, and Asian members. They also welcome students of all sexual orientations and transgender students. But no Pacific Islanders. <laughs> we have to draw a line somewhere. And I feel like I don't believe them. I bet there's not a ton of transgender students in the Skull and Bones. Or maybe. I, I mean, if there, if there are, I want to talk to her. That sounds for sure. fascinating. Yeah. Like, how did you infiltrate that group? Yeah. Uh, Harvard's final clubs, meanwhile, are still almost exclusively male only and overwhelmingly white. That's why I didn't go. That's the reason. (laughs) That's why I turned it down. (laughs) Skull and Bones members who were interviewed for the Atlantic articles insist we weren't inducted into an Illuminati-like society that guarantees our success, says E. Well, why won't you tell us your name, E? None of us... It's not Reservoir Docs, bro. You guys just (laughs) hang out in a creepy building and talk about how much you hate poor people. None of us plan to establish a new world order. Well, why not? Then None I'm of you. There's 800 people that went to <laughs> Yale, and nobody likes the idea of a new world order. There's a big, long list of really famous people who've uh, been bonesmen, and they make up a disproportion. Before we did the Beatles, we were the bonesmen. <laughs> we used to play in Liverpool. It's, Mostly covers. It's rumored that alumni have made up a disproportionately large percentage of the world's most powerful leaders. They have at one time controlled the fortunes of the Carnegie, Rockefeller, and Ford families, as well as posts in the CIA, the American Psychological Association, the Council on Foreign Relations, and some of the most powerful law firms in the world. All right, let's play ball on this one. Uh, We'll we'll get you season tickets to the hall. You just got (laughs) to say that being gay is a mental illness for like 80 years. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's like... Uh, just by, you know, people that are in Yale and people that are, you know, fucking going to get inducted to this shit are going to go on to do, like, big, powerful things. It's just, you want, like, it's, do it, you want what the evidence is for, like, some kind of collusion between them? It's it's the same where, where it's, like, if you want to sell, like, insurance, I was talking to a buddy of my, my mind who's, like, great salesman, and he got a job at a really, like, fucking awesome life insurance company where, like, people fucking just, like, rake it in, you know? And he's like, yeah, I didn't go to college. I don't have all these fucking sorority buddies where I can go just pick up the phone, just go through the fucking, you know, fuck a gamma shitballs uh, directory and find, like, okay, yeah, hey, look, fucking, I'll give you a discount, but just fucking make this the official thing of your, your, of your company and yeah. get everyone on MetLife or whatever, you know? So it's just probably the kind of the same thing, but with just, like, slightly bigger scale. Yeah, I mean, part of college is building connections and networking. Yeah. And it's not... I mean, there's tons of groups. It's just for some... You know, I mean, it makes sense that people from this group would go on to disproportionately wield influence in the world because they're coming from one of the most prestigious schools. And this is a group that taps what they believe are the top people at that school. So, of course, it's going to fucking... Let's see if your Shaolin style can match my evil white guy style. (laughs) Do you your think t- your Wu-Tang sword can defeat me? Your time has come, Yakub. This is Yakub. 
Yakub is the uh, oh, that would be a fun one to do too. Uh, whenever oh, you that's ha- the Nation of Islam guy. Yeah, I thought it was just Yakub. I didn't know there's a B at the end. Yeah, it's Yakub. Whenever no. you, whenever you hear uh, someone call a white person a devil, yeah, they think white people were made in a lab by an evil black scientist. Dude, my fucking my buddy, uh, he's a comic. He's hilarious. His name's Kyrie Shabazz. One of the fucking funniest dudes I ever met, and also that has the blackest name. Ever. It's the fucking awesomest name. Yeah, it Kyrie. doesn't get much blacker than that. I call him Kirby Shazam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But he told me all about how he was raised believing in Yaku, you know? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, so can't totally get over it. I mean, I look at you and I'm like, maybe you were made out of pig parts. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some famous Skull and Bones members. Uh, William Howard Taft, class of 1878. His father helped found the society, and he was the first <laughs> bonesman to reach the Oval Office. Fucking Howie Shaft in the White <laughs> House, baby. Right? Percy Rockefeller, class of 1900, white shoe New York lawyer. I don't know what that means. Connor? He he practices the good kind of shoes, not the evil (laughs) shoes. Uh, He was also an oil man and a gun dealer and uh, a Rockefeller also. Yeah. So there's that. As you you may have uh, sussed out. Prescott Bush, class of 1916, grandfather of George W. Bush and notorious partier. It's rumored that he dug up and absconded with the skull of the legendary Native American warrior Geronimo during World War One, because of course he fucking did. Yeah, and he would go on to be a senator from Connecticut. Fucking fun fact about Prescott Bush: not only did he like launder Nazi gold uh, and use that uh, money to fund his uh, political aspirations, he also made his grandchildren call him senator. That's so the just, coolest thing about him. Just think about Jeb and George just like, you know, like, Grandpa, can we go get it? Senator, can we go get ice cream? Even after he wasn't in office anymore? No, he only served one term, I believe. I hope he made him do that before he was in office, too. The, the Bushes have lost so many fucking elections. It's crazy. Like, I know H, uh, you know, W ran for the House, and he lost in, like, the, you know, something like in the 80s or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, then he finally he bought the uh, the Houston Astros, yeah. whatever the baseball team is. Uh, I thought they bought the Rangers. Rangers. It would have been the Rangers. Yeah. And he kind of flipped them. And then, you know, he was like, I want to I want to run for governor. He traded yeah. Sammy Sosa. Yeah, I want to I want to I want to be the governor. And you're like, everyone's like, yeah, I mean, you're like a charming dude, but like you haven't done anything. You've pretty much just you started a shitty oil company. Yeah. Uh, you know, called Bush uh, Bush Galero. Or, it's just like Bush in Spanish or something right el busco i think it is did you ever see uh w the josh brolin movie where he plays george w bush it was actually pretty good that sounds good it it's kind of uh i mean it's obviously not a straightforward biopic but it's uh it does a good job of kind of telling the backstory of george bush leading up to and hw fucking he tried to get every fucking job in government and couldn't like he ran for the house yeah. he ran for the senate he uh he was trying to get the nomination during that crazy like fucking convention that one year when uh you know the uh, nixon got it again and you know and he, you know reagan got like three votes and shit you know so yeah. he was he tried to do it all and they just ended up in the cia and finally collected. they're just fucking tenacious crazy people they really are yeah i think with with families like that i think politics are just like it's the family it's the business. Only, it's the only thing you can do from, like, at some point you get so rich and so powerful, the obvious next step is let's try and make this power official and be in the fucking government. Yeah. And it's just like, I think, you know, people who are like, oh, I would still work if I was rich. Yeah, maybe you would run for office every once in a while. It's like the Kennedys, too. I Fucking uh, Joy Reid said something that really creeped me out. Where she, there, she was on some show, and she was talking about, like, who do you think are the good pro- the prospects for the 2020 candidates for president? And she's like, uh, the list of a couple people or whatever, and she's like, I think Joe Kennedy is a star. I, I love that guy. But, I mean, after his family's given so much, I wouldn't want to ask them to sacrifice again. I'm like, so you're just assuming he's going to get shot in the head. <laughs> you're just like, well, we all know Kennedy's uh, that that isn't good. We know how it goes. Yeah, it's it's almost it's almost like the Bushes and the Kennedys are like kind of the the good and evil versions of that, you know? Yeah. Or it's yeah. like you make some like one made the money drug running, the other made the money on Nazi gold, you know? And yeah, they're, they're like our royal families almost. They really are. In this yeah. Country, uh, especially more so, like pe- people try and paint the clintons as that too and that seems like because the the clintons don't have that reach like they don't like chelsea doesn't yeah they they got one kid you know like the bushes are like fucking bill belichick (laughs) yeah they're just like they've fucking spread out and fan out and they're in every fucking aspect of life yeah just like 
fucking Belichick's coaches. Exactly. Good, dropping a good sports reference on this conspiracy podcast. Oh, fuck. I just Love had it. something. I lost it. What the fuck was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Dick Cheney's daughter ran, and I think she just got her, her fucking shit kicked in. And not, oh, the, really? not the gay one, but I think Liz Cheney, the other one. And then yeah. she, I think she ran for a house seat in Wisconsin. And they're just like, yeah, we don't even really like that guy that much. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I think everyone turned on Dick Cheney eventually. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, that fucking dude is still alive. That guy is fascinating, man. Yeah, he's an interesting figure. I mean, he he ran our country for eight years, basically. From I, I read a great book that I recommend to everybody called Days of Fire, Bush and Cheney in the White House. And it's a pretty it's by a guy named Peter Baker. You'll see him pop up on fucking like cable news shows a lot of the time. And it's a very interesting kind of like apolitical, you know, just telling the story of what went down. And like you get the impression that Dick Cheney is just fucking super paranoid. You know, yeah. it's a lot of these like real like defense nut people is he's just like fucking he's still like he, you know, he was probably raised with all those d- duck and cover drills and he's still right. got that fucking internalized up there really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, I could see that. Yeah. Like he seems like that type. Um, let's go through a few more famous uh, Henry Luce. He was class of 1920. Fellow Bonesman referred to him as Baal, an apparent reference to a mythological ancient Aramaic demon. He would go on to found and publish Time Magazine. So uh, a guy that they called Demon founded Time Magazine. Ball. That's with two A's, everybody, two. which is just looks. You look at it and you're like, nah, it's, it's, yeah, that's a devil of some kind yeah. for sure. Yeah. Any, back-to-back vowels are always a concern. Yeah. Because it's either Latin. It's usually yeah. Latin. And then Latin, that's, that's like the language of the devil. That's what the devil speaks. Yeah. Devil always speaks Latin. H.J. Uh, Hines II, class of 1931, ketchup air, father of future U.S. senator. That's all I breathe is ketchup air. <laughs> I got this play. I got a uh, fucking, uh, I got a humidifier full of delicious Heinz ketchup. <laughs> McGeorge Bundy, which is the best name on this list by a million miles. His first name is McGeorge? <laughs> Dude, shut up. Class of 1940, nicknamed Odin by his bonesman brothers. He became one of JFK's wise men. Bundy was another bonesman with a long family lineage of getting tapped for the society. It's not as cool as it sounds. That was for his farts. It sounded like <laughs> thunder rolling through the halls of the Bonesatorium. <laughs> the Bonesatorium. That's the new name for it. It's not Deer Hall. It's but the Bonesatorium. <laughs> to the Bonesatorium! <laughs> George Herbert Walker Bush, class of 48, the second bonesman to be elected president. He was also a fighter pilot in World War II, ambassador to Red China, and director of the CIA. And uh, also kind of a nerd. He very much. Uh, William Sloan Coffin, he was the nephew of Henry, Presbyterian clergyman, and a folk hero of the anti-war movement of the 60s. I thought that was interesting. It's in, There are a few people on the liberal side. There's like John Kerry and stuff. Yeah, you know? John Kerry, uh, he was class of 66. Uh, he was tapped because he uh, spent his childhood abroad with his diplomat father. Yeah, he's he's one of those kind of, kind of like Mika Brzezinski, where he I forget who his dad was. I fucking John Kerry. That's it, it bums me out that he lost because that guy like after kind of learning a little more about him, that guy's a real fucking American hero. Like he did the whole Vietnam Vietnam veterans against the war thing, and he kind of spearheaded that and just took so much fucking shit for it in the seventies yeah. and really stood up to Nixon. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he seemed like a smart guy, and I I thought he would have made a good president just didn't have a lot of swag no and he kind of i feel like he got the nomination kind of late in the game no one was expecting him to get it and then he just kind of there's a really was up against howard dean yeah howard howard dean i think that was the howard dean year (laughs) finally it's appropriate (laughs) first time in a long time yeah i think howard dean could have won man he had swag i almost i there's a great that's a great fucking 538 audio documentary not to plug other podcasts where they talk about how the dean scream in the room in context didn't sound that loud but if you just isolated the mic audio right it's fucking it just sounds bizarre it's just insane that something like that derailed like he was just excited that he was doing well yeah and it was like all that was on TV for like that that dominated a couple news cycles. I even remember that from being a fucking kid watching that shit. Yeah, it you know? was nuts. <sighs> Thanks, fucking, America. If you, this is a fun hype, I'm sorry to go on so many sidebars. If you could switch one election, all right, if you in history, who yeah. do you who do you take? I mean, right now I would do Clinton Trump. Yeah, <laughs> but also I think but you also Bush you, Gore. Yeah, because I feel like Bush Gore might have. 
But Bush Gore might have just I don't, brought Trump on sooner because fascism is always a reaction to liberalism. If you watch uh, some of the later Rage Against the Machine videos, I, I've been led to believe that Bush and Gore are basically the same person. All right, that's well, what they yeah. told. <laughs> yeah, I mean Jesse Ventura believes it too. Like he yeah. he had that conspiracy theory show, and he has a whole episode about Al Gore and how climate change is just a uh, means to make money and. Good stuff. Yeah, I think I would go Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy doesn't get shot. Oh yeah, I fucking he was he was uh yeah I think he's probably the fucking one of eight good elected public officials that we've had in our yeah fucking history. Because then I feel like well, you don't get Nixon, you don't get the Southern strategy, you don't get the whole fucking red pilling of the South to be Republicans again. Right. Yeah. The, the was it the the silent majority or the moral majority? The silent majority, yeah. Yeah, that came out of Nixon and Reagan really fucking expanded on that. Yeah, I mean that's like, that fucking that Nixon really shifted all of that shit. And we're, yeah, that, that fucking book Nixon Land. It's like yeah, you pretty he, you pretty much are still living in that political landscape that he yeah. fucking made. Yeah, he was an inf- influential president. Like people just write him off as a criminal, but he did a fucking lot. Dude, and again, another dude that's just tenacious. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, this guy like got into the House, got into the Senate, fucking became vice president. Just ba- and he just saw an opportunity. You know, he just saw an opportunity to go after all the this like McCarthyism shit. Yeah. You know, and then he just became the fucking like attack dog of that, the Anthony Weiner of you know you're a communist back in the yeah. day, and then just fucking uh, lost, and then lost an election for governor right after. You know that yeah. one? That's bizarre. He and he's from California. You know, so he right. loses this lower office. He basically gives that speech where he tells everyone to go fuck himself. You're you're not going to have me to push around anymore. And then he goes right. writes a column and slowly fucking creeps his way back in. It's kind Comes of inspiring back. if it wasn't well, I mean, so that, fucking evil. That first election he lost to Kennedy. There's people who say Kennedy stole that election. Yeah, like that's that's a pretty common. Oh yeah, like with the fucking story, mob yeah. in Boston flipping votes. Yeah. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows, anyway. who knows how that would have been different if Nixon had been in office during all the Cuban Missile Crisis shit? Oh man, that would have been. We'd be dead. We wouldn't be here. Dude, it's fucking... It sucks, but, like, the 60s is so fucking fascinating. Yeah. 60s and the 70s. Really great CNN documentaries about... I think they start with the 60s. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. It'd be weird to do the 70s and then the prequel to the 70s. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's like... the. I feel like we're almost living in a reboot of the 70s right now. Yeah, the 70s, the 80s to some extent. There are a lot of similarities between Trump and Reagan. Yeah, especially in his our only two base. divorced presidents. Yeah, and they they had the same fucking slogan: "Make America Great Again." He did, yeah, yeah. And they're both fucking you know the people from just pop culture that were just kind of around, you know. Yeah, it's disturbing. All right. Uh, so yeah, and also like George W. Bush, obviously John Kerry, they were both uh, bonesmen. So yeah, there's a long, long line of famous uh, bonesmen. The, the, let's talk about the Geronimo's Bones story. Yeah. Because this is... I hope to God this is true. I mean... It's gotta be. Like, this yeah. sounds like something a rich family would have It's like the Richard Gere durable thing. It's like, that didn't just come up. Who yeah. would make that up? You know? Like, if you, if you meet the bushes and get really, really tight with them, I bet at some point they take you to the room... Oh, it yeah. has Geronimo's skull in it. I bet, like, the guy that owns Amazon, he's like, you want to see Blackbeard's balls? <laughs> I got him in a jar, you know, next to my fucking... The the rumor is Gold that records are <laughs> Prescott S. Bush, the father of George H.W. Bush, dug up Geronimo's grave in 1918 with the help of several other bonesmen and stole the warrior's skull. A ghost! That's the best Scooby-Doo fucking prequel is Prescott Bush grave robbing. There was almost a Mean Boy sketch, which was a Prescott Bush rap that featured the line, I've got presidents in my nuts. So I'm very mad we never did. Yeah, you should do that. Maybe. They also stole the skull, two bones, and some riding gear from his grave at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. They allegedly put the remains on display at the tomb. In February 2009, the 100th anniversary of Geronimo's death, descendants of the Apache warrior filed a federal lawsuit against Skull and Bones, demanding that the group return Geronimo's remains to his family. Skull and Bones denies that they have his skull, and scholars disagree whether or not Geronimo's grave was disturbed at all, although he was buried in an unmarked grave, so it would be impossible to know for sure. They might just have some dude's skull. Yeah. You know, how do you identify it, really? Which, yeah, they probably just murdered someone and then made up the Geronimo story, because they know no one's going to give a fuck if you dig up a Native American. Yeah. 
Not especially not back then. I mean, it's like when 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 they sued. It's like uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry, guys, but how do you think this is going to end? Like, I don't know if you've learned anything about anything <laughs> we've ever done here, but this is the you, you you might get another casino out of it. That's the best this goes. Yeah, and it, it like there's no way they would admit this late in the game to having it, even it, if they did. It's just so. It's just for like okay, yeah, we all descended from the people that evicted you from this place where you were just like eating berries and hunting buffalo where you used yeah. every part and then yeah we're gonna take your uh you know the, the, your main guy yeah, we're gonna take his skull and use it as a tchotchke <laughs> they're like yeah we don't have a skull we're just using his memory to uh make our group sound darker so yeah that's yeah. fine yeah we're just uh, you know fetishizing his legacy <laughs> to make us sound more edgy so let's talk about some of the conspiracies behind the skull and bones uh, because it's such a secret society and uh, it has such powerful members, it uh, is ripe for conspiracy yeah, I, theories. I hear those bonesmen do have real powerful members. <laughs> <laughs> right? This is the same. Six people. Oh! <laughs> this is the same type of situation that the Masons find themselves in. Uh, but getting a member to talk openly about the club is akin to getting a lawyer to break attorney-client privilege. The Mason stole my secret rib dry rub <laughs> recipe. I've meticulously crafted a blend of herbs and spices that's more powerful than mankind has ever known. <laughs> I'm making ribs today. He should make a vegan cum at 40 yards, people. <laughs> and I won't settle till I have it returned to me. There's only one copy, and it's written on the back of a CBS receipt with the blood of a homeless man that I <laughs> murdered uh, because I was mad at my ex-wife. <laughs> that does sound like something Alex Jones would do. Uh, it is something he did. He just told you right now. Do <laughs> You didn't smell brimstone before I started doing that? <laughs> Uh, there are rumors that surround the odd rituals that happen inside the tomb, like chanting, lying in coffins, or naked in piles of bones has made them seem sinister? They also make you take your shoes off. I'm like, seriously, guys? You, know, you, you can't hire a cleaning lady to wipe up a little soot? Yeah, no, I, that's, that's, I always heard the one where it's, you gotta jerk off into a skull. Yeah, I don't get sinister from that. I get, uh... Let's, I get gross. I, yeah, I get gross. I get uh, let's do some gay stuff. Like I, yeah, like it doesn't feel sinister to me. It's though. one of these things where I feel like the people that would be in Skull and Bones would have enough internalized homophobia where if they all jerked off into a skull together, they they no one would tell anybody, you know. Because oh yeah, they'd be for like, sure. Well, fucking no one can know I'm gay. All right. I, yeah. I, I <laughs> laundered Nazi gold, <laughs> but I'm I like pussy. All right. The group has been blamed for everything from the creation of the nuclear bomb, holy shit, to the Kennedy assassination, which we will get to uh, a little bit here and a whole lot on our next couple episodes. I don't think we've ever done a podcast where we haven't brought up the Kennedy assassination. It's my favorite conspiracy theory. Because it's my favorite because it's one that I feel like I know what happened. Yeah. I, fucking check out Brothers by David Talbot if you want a good entry point. Uh, yeah. That, that book's going to make you so fucking mad. Yeah, it's uh, well, I mean, we'll talk about it on the episode, but we I, will, yeah. I know I have a specific theory that's my favorite for how it actually happened, mm -hmm. and uh, I can't fucking wait to talk about it. I think we'll, it'll probably end up being two episodes. Yeah, there's so much to dig into with JFK. Yeah, well, we'll do, we got to go ham. I but mean, we did not. But we did nine eleven as one episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that, that one white dude getting shot. Now that fucking matters. Yeah, well, I mean, it fucking, it, there's so many things. There's yeah, Cuba yeah. and the CIA and Lyndon and... Uh. Yeah, it's it's a it's a spider web. We, I didn't think of it until weird that there's a guy with such a hard-ass name, Lyndon. Like, it's such a bitch name. Theorists such as Alexandra Robbins suggest that the Skull and Bones is a branch of the Illuminati, having been founded by German university alumni following the order's suppression in their native land by Carl Theodore... Elector of Bavaria, with the support of Frederick the Great of Prussia, and that Skull and Bones itself controls the CIA. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I'm I into mean, that. They probably they could probably get CIA on the phone. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. The thing about like, no matter what kind of shit I talk about, the CIA doing bad things, I would absolutely join the CIA. Oh, for sure. If, if nothing else, knocking. just because you know you'd want to be like, oh well, maybe I could try to stop some of this shit. Right. Right. Or just, I mean, what a cool way to die. You die in some CIA shit. Oh, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Like I'm gonna probably die fucking old and 
Do a no- I'll be I'll watch TV. I'll be watching TV probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're doing a, a podcast. Or you fell asleep watching TV yeah. and you're gonna die. Or do you want to get shot in the back of the head thinking I love Big Brother? <laughs> you know, that's way cooler way to go out. And like I with all that shit, like the CIA and like like when Obama said he was gonna close down Guantanamo and then he just didn't do it. You know, and, and then right. you, you fucking wonder, it's like, did he get in there and then someone showed him a folder and he was like, holy shit, we need Guantanamo. <laughs> all right. They have the devil in there. <laughs> not that is not a metaphor. We captured the devil. God is real. He's mad. The devil is, too. He's in Guantanamo. We keep that. Whoa. Like, yeah. I, I fucking it's just it's interesting. I've always thought it was interesting that that never became a bigger deal that he didn't ever shut down Guantanamo. No. And I mean that was like the first thing people wanted him to do. And so he was he, yeah, he was all about it. And it's like he could have done it. This fucking executive orderable. Yeah. Ex- yeah. <laughs> it's actually it's executive orderable. <laughs> yeah, you can get that on fucking uh the the, the White House postmates. <laughs> uh one of the catalysts for modern conspiracy theories is a book written by historian Anthony Sutton called The Skull and Bones Exposé, America's Secret Establishment, written in 1986 and that book argued that old line families in the order were trying to transform america into a bonesman run dystopia everybody's got a fucking skull for breakfast (laughs) the united states of the bonesman i'm into that oh no and then fucking uh the flag but the stars are all skulls that would be cool yeah yeah that would be fucking amazing you know i was thinking about the other day like if if all the governments do unify like honestly the best version of that flag the global government flag is the futurama flag it's just the united states flag with earth in the middle like yeah yeah. so there's also a, a theory that skull and bones is the illuminati this is great. Per theorists in 1785, a bolt of lightning struck a courier en route to Paris from Frankfurt on the Main. A tract written by Adam Weishaupt, founder of the Illuminati, original shift in days of illuminations was recovered from the dead messenger containing the secret society's long range plan for the new world order through world revolution. The Bavarian government outlawed the society and in 1787, published the details of the Illuminati conspiracy in the original writings of the Order and Sect of the Illuminati. In Adam Weishaupt's own words, by this plan we shall direct all mankind in this manner, and by the simplest means we shall set all in motion and in flames. Fuck. The occupations must be so allotted and contrived that we may, in secret, influence all political transactions. I mean, like, sometimes when you just hear writing like that, you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's terrifying. Set, it's, set all, all, all the world in motion and in flames. Have you ever, have you ever read any, like, conspiracy books? Like, yeah, any yeah, of the yeah. really famous ones? Did, have, did you ever read The Invisible Hand? No. That's a creepy one. That's, that's basically... Uh, it's not about Keynesian economics. No, no. Okay. It's about... Uh, basically what he's talking about just uh it's 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 kind of an alternative history kind of thing okay it's interesting but it's one of those things where you never fucking know yeah like, well the fuck and then you see all like the bilderberg group meetings and it's like yeah fucking you never it's like i i don't know wouldn't be surprised and then like trump wins and you're like is that just because he's dumb and they think they can control him or is that proof that there is no illuminati like yeah you never is that proof that Putin out fucking Illuminati the Illuminati like and there's that uh, behold a pale horse have you ever read that book oh yeah that one that's a great line in that Johnny Cash song when the man comes around where he's quoting that but behold a pale horse yeah I'm clearly dying Rick Rubin's making me do <laughs> alkaline trio songs the um the guy who wrote that book in the introduction he's like uh, if I end up murdered the Masons did it and then he got murdered. <laughs> Wow. If you do anything where you got to be like, if I got murdered, you know, like. Yeah, just don't do it. It just kind of sucks if you, there's no, you can never get to a level as a comedian where you're like, if I got murdered, Cat Williams did it. (laughs) Okay. He seems like the most likely candidate. Uh, On December 5th, 1776, students at William and Mary College founded a secret society, Phi Beta Kappa. A second chapter was formed at Yale in 1780. Theorists believe that members of the Illuminati actually started these societies. The anti-Masonic movement in the United States during the 1820s held groups such as Phi Beta Kappa in a bad light. Because of pressure, the society went public. 
This is noted by some theorists as the actual cause of the appearance of Yale's Order of Skull and Bones. Ooh, that's kind of almost how, like, you know, like, remember that Bowling for Columbine thing? Like, the day the KKK was ordered a hate group, uh, then the NRA started six weeks later. Yeah. Uh, Phi, Phi Beta Kappa is the first three Greek letters for Philosophia Bio Kubernetes, or Love of Wisdom, the Helmsman of Life. A skull homophone is skull, S-C-U-L-L, a quick gliding boat and part of Skull and Bone's first nomenclature. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is not an easy theory to follow. Well, I mean, it's just a lot of symbolism. Yeah. It's like, all this shit is so vague. And, and I, all know, of these... They only had like 78 words back then, and they've, <laughs> they're all yeah. about like wisdom. Like, well, it means wisdom, but it also means death, and it's also a cat, and you're like, okay, well, maybe... Yeah, all, and know. all of these different societies have their weird symbolisms. Like any, like almost any group has that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so let let's get to the last. Uh, I think <laughs> this is a good preview for our next episode because there is a theory that Skull and Bones and George Bush killed JFK. <laughs> what? Rodney Stitch's book "Defrauding America." tells of a deep-cover CIA officer assigned to a counterintelligence unit, codenamed Pegasus. I'm just thinking of Snoop and Dre doing deep cover now. <laughs> That's such a good song. <laughs> all right. I, let me tell you something, Barbara. I need to go <laughs> deep cover on the incognito tip. All right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're taking down the Kennedys, Barbara. Okay, well, we're gonna, you know the dumb one? Yeah, yeah, he, he's going to run shit. I, yeah, no, just take JB to the baseball game. i got to go to Cuba. <laughs> This unit had tape recordings of plans to assassinate Kennedy from a tap on the phone of J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, that guy's fucking wild. The people on the tapes were Nelson Rockefeller, Alan Dulles, Lyndon Johnson, George Bush, and, and J. the Jerky Edgar Boys. Hoover. Is that true? Could I get a pizza with like some Geronimo skull on it? In Dude, shut up, shut up. In 1963, Bush was living in Houston, busily carrying out his duties as president of the Zapata Offshore Oil Company. I, I, I gave it a Mexican name so people wouldn't realize <laughs> I'm very racist. He denied the existence of a note sent by the FBI's J. Edgar Hoover to Mr. George Bush of the CIA. When news of the note surfaced, the CIA first said they never commented on employment questions, but later relented and said, yes, a George Bush was mentioned in the note, but that it was another George Bush, not the man who took office in the White House in 1988 or eventually ran the CIA. Yeah. Different George Bush. Some reporters tracked down the other George Bush and discovered that he was just a lowly clerk who had shuffled papers for the CIA for about six months. He never received any intra-agency messages from anybody at the FBI. Oh, that poor dude. He was a fucking secretary, and now he has to like, just... <laughs> Is just fucking email every eight days. Is like, did you kill? No, <laughs> I just want to do my crossword puzzles and die. This is interesting. It's also worth noting that a CIA code word for Bay of Pigs was Operation Zapata, mm. and that two of the support vessels were named Barbara and Houston. It's like, <laughs> it's, that's one of those things where it's like that is so fucking opaquely like conspiratorial it has to be a coincidence because who if they're doing a conspiracy would be stupid <laughs> enough to be like okay shit we need some code names how about my wife and my home hometown <laughs> you know many say that george bush was high up on the cia ladder at the time running proprietorial vehicles and placed in a position of command responsible for many of the cubans recu recruited into service at the time all through the Iran-Contra affair, Felix Rodriguez, the man who captured and had Che Guevara killed for the CIA, always seemed to call Bush's office first. Damn. Per theorist, per theorist Bush was working with the now-famous CIA agent Felix Rodriguez, recruiting right-wing Cuban exiles for the invasion of Cuba. It was Bush's CIA job to organize the Cuban community in Miami for the invasion. Nothing is funnier than imagining... A young, stiff George w, George H. W. Bush, just like in a in a smoky room full of yeah. brown people, being like, "So, so, so, what do you call this? <laughs> this is spicy." Just doing spy shit. You guys been practicing with your uh, Kalashnikovs <laughs> out there? <laughs> they say newly discovered FBI documents reveal that George Bush was directly involved in the 1963 murder of President John F. Kennedy. 
The document places marksmen by the CIA. Bush at that time lived in Texas, hopping from Houston to Miami weekly. Bush spent 1960 and 61 recruiting Cubans in Miami for the invasion. Uh, yeah, this is either a cocaine thing or an overthrowing government thing. Yeah, for sure. If you're going to Miami, you've got a secret porn career or you're trying to kill the president. <laughs> George Bush claims he never worked for the CIA until he was appointed director by former Warren Commission director and then President Jerry Ford in ni- Gerald Ford in 1976. Yeah. Logic suggests that that is highly unlikely. Of course, Bush has a company duty to deny being in the CIA. But of course he was in the fucking CIA if yeah. he was appointed director of the CIA. Yeah, but at this point he was like freelancing for the CIA. Yeah. But that's not a role you bring in outsiders for. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's that clip. I think it's at Gerald Ford's funeral, you know, where, where, where H.W. is talking about, uh, you know, John Kennedy getting shot or whatever by a lone gun and he just like laughs and then everyone's like oh okay this guy's in on it <laughs> yeah and there's a, those pictures of the guy in the grass scene all that kind of looks like and i'm like well everybody back there there's only like five faces yeah in yeah. the 60s right everyone looked like vince lombardi in the 60s it, just it, that spike haircut the same fucking glasses yeah you had like smoking a, it was like a shitty like create a character game where yeah. it's like yeah there's eight presets the kids look like that back then oh also yeah. still smoking like, and my grandpa looked like fucking H.W. Bush. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the Skull and Bones. Th- this is one, I mean, obviously it's a thing that exists, so yeah. there's no disputing that. And they're probably into some shady shit, but I think it's kind of just on that same level as, like, I was talking about selling insurance policies, where it's like, yeah. they're connected, they just happen to be connected a, a, a couple levels up higher than yeah. you would be. And people you know? who seek really high positions of power aren't, aren't always the most moral people. So it's not surprising that yeah. some of them would get off into some into some thug shit. Yeah, you know, you, but it you, doesn't you, mean they control the world. Like you were in a fucking, you know, a frat with a, you know, the VP of uh, human resources at Canon Camera and you could <laughs> you could talk to him, but this guy is like, "Oh yeah, you want to talk to uh, the ghost of fucking Muammar Gaddafi?" I got him on speed <laughs> dial. So, yeah, that's that's the skull and bones. Uh, next week we'll. I think we're doing JFK. Yeah. Next week we got to do it. We have to. It's. Uh, I hope those documents come out. I think th- I feel like I've seen them. Yeah. Already. I'll look. I'll look again. We got to look at. We we we've been talking about it for a long time. Have not done any preliminary research at all. No. 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 Speaking of that, uh, shout out to Ashley Bess for helping out with research on both of these yes. episodes, Skull and Bones and Flat Earthers. Your efforts to expose the fucking lies have been appreciated, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> Um, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? This will go up like uh, the ninth, I think. I'm selling a brand new brand of chocolate milk on Infowars <laughs> dot store slash fuck liberals underscore Adam Todd Brown dot unpops dot USA colon <laughs> slash slash Russia. <laughs> uh, listen to me, boys. Uh, I have a show at Flappers October 17th. Come to that. We also have a live podcast October 28th at the Hollywood Hotel. <laughs> It's free, 9 p.m. It's going to be a Halloween party. Uh, that's going to be a damn good time. And uh, subscribe to the rest of our podcast on Patreon. I think this is a free episode. I don't fucking know. Uh, if it's not a free episode, thanks for subscribing to all our podcasts <laughs> on Patreon. We appreciate it. Uh, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Connor, say goodbye. Yeah, it was an inside job or something. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We love you.